Hello and welcome to the latest Britsburg Britcast. And me, your host, Britsburg Owen. Speaking to you here in the UK. Apologies, guys, that this is Thursday and not, not on. That's coming out Friday, isn't it? So apologies I missed one of the Britcasts this week, but I had a pretty exhausting time yesterday and a lot of work commitments and family commitments. So I wasn't able to record yesterday. And I do apologize for that if you were waiting for that Britcast yesterday. So welcome to the Britsburg Britcast with me, your host, Britsburg, going here in the UK. Like I said, talking to you about all things black and gold and talking to you about all things training camp. Guys, if you do want some more training camp news, go and check out the Pittsburgh Steelers Syndicate, which I also work with um, Steelers Nation Australia, Mark Davison. We did a live yesterday. It is available on the Pittsburgh Steelers Syndicate YouTube page. Um, good number of views so far. Thank you to everyone who's viewed so far. So, guys, this is the Britcast, and we are looking at the training camp, guys. It is great, isn't it? That the Steelers are back in La Trobe. They are back where they belong, working on, you know, getting ready for the new season, working on team bonding, working on, you know, so many things that perhaps were missing from the last three seasons. You know, so if you think about it, guys, we've had three seasons where we haven't had had Latrobe, we haven't had St. Vincent College, and I think it's been, you know, something that's been obviously missed by the Pittsburgh Steelers, that team bonding experience. You know, it's pretty, it's been a lot of news and a lot of things going on at training camp over the last few days, isn't there? First of all, obviously, we had the arrival and no, you know, no uh, showbiz type arrivals that we've had in the past, you know, no, like... Um, James Harrison and his fire engine, or Brett Keystone and his tractor, or AB and his helicopter, or his Rolls Royce. Um, you know, no like um, real high profile arrivals like that. So that's a good thing, isn't it? That is a good thing. You know, no big in the team kind guys. It's all kind of very focused, team focused guys arriving for practice, arriving for training. It's really interesting to get the thoughts of the likes of Naji and Minka and Chase and Alex Highsmith on on Latrobe, given the fact that these guys have never ever previously been to Latrobe and never ever practiced at St Vincent College before. Really, you know, it is a it's a new experience for them, and, and that's uh, that's a big thing, isn't it? That's a really big thing. So, guys, what do we know about um, about training camp so far? Well, you know, day one um, obviously came and went, and um, Pre, obviously, pre uh, day one, we had the Mike Tomlin press conference. It was great to see Mike Tomlin back in front of the media talking about the team. We found out, obviously, that uh, Tyson Aloalo will be missing the first week or so of training camp with his knee injury. We found out also that Minka Fitzpatrick has an NFI, a non-football injury, after he fell off a bike on his holiday. You know, the one thing I'm going to argue here, guys, is... Is that a big issue really for for the Steelers? No, it's not. You know, Minka and Tyson are vastly experienced veteran pros. They're going to still be there. They're still going to be taking in. They're still going to have an input. Yes, they're not going to be practicing, but they still will be there to have that input, to listen, to learn alongside their teammates, and also to communicate and also to coach their younger teammates. And that's, that's a big thing. These two exper experienced veterans. It also gives you know the likes of Montrevious Adams, Demonte Kazee, Trey Norwood chances to step up into the into the roles vacated by these guys and, and see the best of, of these alternatives, alternative players on the roster. So I, for one, am not particularly worried. I'm not particularly panicked about the fact that we are missing Fitzpatrick and Alu Alu at the start of training camp. Day one of training camp, obviously as well. You know, 
uh, before I start, uh, oh, the other thing from that Mike Tomlin news conference, a hilarious comment, wasn't there, from him about uh, Cam Haywood. He stated that um, Cam Haywood was in Ben Roethlis, what was traditionally Ben Roethlisberger's room. He talked about how Ben would always bring lots of things from home to make it as comfortable as possible. And he said that Cam was very different. He called Cam somewhat of a caveman, which I thought was pretty hilarious. But Cam, caveman Cam it's probably, it's probably a pretty good nickname for him, actually, Caveman Cam. He is a bit of a caveman. He is a bit of a physical hero, isn't he? Old Cam Haywood. It was also funny to see Cam arrive and Coach Tomlin shout down, hey, old man, and uh, Cam responding about, who, who are you talking to? Which was, which was funny, obviously, you know, because Cam does have a thing about being called old, doesn't he? Uh, day one, what else went on day one? Well, day one, we saw a lot of two of the rookies really, really impressed, and that being Calvin Austin the third and George Pickens, the two wide receivers. Those two guys really showed out and really looked of the highest possible quality. Calvin Austin III just looked absolutely lightning. And when was the last time the Pittsburgh Steelers had a, you know, a, a real burner, someone who could take the top off a defense? You know, that that's something that the Steelers have been missing for a long, long time. And that is what, he is bringing to this team. There was apparently he caught a screen pass from Mason Rudolph and went 60 yards for a touchdown, absolutely burning his cover off. Apparently these guys did not have the pace to stay with him. And we're talking about guys who are no slouch, and yet he absolutely ripped them. And this guy is, I think, going to have a great season this season. He is quite different to anything we have. We have the big physical wide receivers like Chase and Miles Boykin and George Pickens. We have those that like to get that more delicate separation as well in terms of like Deontay Johnson, should he ever practice again. And now we have Calvin Austin, who just looks looks great. And apparently George Pickens was amazing on uh, the first practice, just absolutely out of this world. I heard a comment today from a Steelers insider saying that it was like watching the second coming of Lynn Swan. You know, in terms of the way he jumps, contorts his body, catches the ball, comes down and then just goes explodes away you know the passion as well that he showed day one apparently he went up for a catch and he he, he couldn't get there because of you know one of, the, one of the defensive backs managed to get rid of it and he as he came down he slammed the ground in frustration that feeling he could have got got there feeling he could have caught that ball that's to show the commitment this guy has to this team you know, there was obviously Anthony Miller did very well as well. DeMarvin Leal apparently really impressed on day one. Um, outplayed as I allowed a milk. Um, looked very, very good apparently. Blew up a, a run play with with, his, with with the way he got into the back foot and stopped that run play from even starting. So, yeah, DeMarvin Leal apparently was very, very impressive. Mitch Trubisky had a solid day. Kenny Pickett apparently had a few jitters at the start. But once he settled into it, he looked quite the part. And even Mason Rudolph had a good day yesterday. So, you know, all very positive, very positive coming out of day one. On day two of the training camp, apparently we've had our first fight. And sometimes this is a good thing, isn't it? To put that fire into the team. You know, in the past, we've had Cam, Cam Haywood apparently deliberately starting fights between players or with players to get the get the passion up, get the fight up in them. But apparently there was a fight today. And that fight apparently involved Mason Cole. Um, that was our new centre, or 
well, a supposed new centre. And this is what Chris Carter, who is at training camp, tweeted out earlier. He tweeted out, Mitch Trubisky threw an interception over the middle to Robert Spillane during 11-on-11s. And on the, on the return was a mini scobble between the offensive line and the defence. was tough to see the specifics in the mob, but looked like Jacob Dixon, Marcus Allen and Mason Cole in the middle of it. So this is obviously apparently already kicked off a big fight, a fight between them um, due to them taking exception to the way the defence obviously intercepted the ball and then responded to that interception. Really interesting one there from Chris Carter, like I said, who is at Steelers training camp. Um, you know, I think it's going to be really interesting isn't it, to see the team, see the fight, see the passion, see the what they bring to this team. And, you know, Mason Cole is obviously very keen to stick up for his offense, to to be the man, stick up for his quarterback, to fight for his quarterback in this case. You know, something that we had under Marquise Pouncey, though, you know, that perhaps we didn't have last season under Kendrick Green. But we definitely have someone in Mason Cole here who is clearly ready to stick up for his quarterback and to fight for his quarterback. Um what else went on at training camp today? Well, we've got a tweet here from Chris Carter, another one from Chris Carter. During 11 on 11s, Kenny Pickett started off rough with an interception to Chris Steele and getting sacked, but he did rebound with a couple of plays to escape the pocket and connect on the run, working through the rookie growing pains. It's like I said from day one yesterday. It took you know, a few jitters, a few bits of rookie growing pains from Kenny Pickett yesterday. I think you're having a few more rookie growing, pain, growing pains. And that's what he's going to have that, isn't he? He's going to have those rookie growing pains. This is his first year in the NFL. This is his first time going up against NFL standard players. Yes, he's gone up against college players in the past and did very well in the ACC for Pitt. But this is his first time really going up against those NFL quality players. And it's going to take him time to adjust to that step up in level between college and the NFL. And that's clear here through that. The other interesting thing to pick up here is that Chris Steele, the UDFA, he had the interception. Yesterday, there was another one from Carlin's Platel as well. So Steele and Platel, Platel, sorry, obviously putting pressure on those cornerbacks beneath Akella Witherspoon, Cam Sutton, and obviously Levi Wallace, who are seen as being the starters. Carlin Patel had an interception yesterday, and then Chris Steele has one today. So obviously clearly putting, like I said, pressure on the likes of James Pierre, Justin Lane, uh, Arthur Morley, um, those types of players for places on this 53-man roster going forward. Uh, what else did we have? We had a, here's a tweet from, this time from DK Sports Pittsburgh, which I will come back to, but I'm going to come to now. Deontay Johnson is still holding out. Now, Deontay Johnson um, announced yesterday that he would not be participating in team drills. He took part in individual drills, and then when it came time for team drills, he slipped off to the side. He did not participate fully with the team. Apparently yesterday he was playing catch with a staffer. Today he was doing some more catching practice, but he was very much, you know, to the side. He was not taking part in team drills. Dan Kovacevic, um, yesterday, there's a really fascinating podcast on DK Sports Pittsburgh, the shot of Steelers, guys. I direct you to go and listen to that. A fantastic, fascinating take from Dan Kovacevic on the whole Deontay Johnson situation. I'm also going to be releasing a video here on Britsburg Owen for you to check out as well as regards the Deontay Johnson situation. Please check that video out when it drops on Friday. So, 
Dejan Kovacevic says, it's Dejan Kovacevic's Thursday morning at Mike's Beer Bar Daily Shot of Steelers podcast. Deontay Johnson is delusional if he thinks he'll strong arm the management by skipping team drills. So Deontay Johnson is very much taking the um, TJ Watt type role of what TJ Watt did last year in practice. But TJ Watt had more leverage. DJ Watt is the defensive player of the year this year. He was the sack leader last year. He was the sack leader the previous year. He contributes so much to this team and is irreplaceable. I mean, that's one thing I think that we, we can all agree on, that TJ Watt is absolutely irreplaceable. Deontay Johnson, on the other hand, is not irreplaceable. And Calvin Austin the third and George Pickens are definitely stepping up and showing that in practice at the moment. We also have Chase Claypool, Anthony Miller, Stephen Sims, Cody White, uh, Tyler Vaughns, uh, Miles Boykin, Gunnar Shesky. There's, there's, the list goes on, guys. And we are very good at, the Steelers are very good at drafting quarterback, uh, not quarterback, sorry, running uh, wide receivers as well. So at the end of the day, Deontay Johnson is backing himself into a corner. You know, he he is not building up that rapport with the new quarterbacks in Trubisky and Pickett. He is not showing the coaches that he is uh, showing a winning team attitude by not getting involved in the in the team drills. Now, I know this is because he doesn't want to get injured. Um, he's obviously getting some advice from his agent that he shouldn't be taking part, and he's holding out. You know, there's no talk even of a DJ deal taking place anytime soon. You know, at least last year, when Watt was holding in, we knew that there was a Watt deal on the way because they were negotiating the deal. Yes, there was rumours, obviously, at times that, that he wouldn't sign, that, um, that he was going to go to free agency, etc., etc. But... Deontay Johnson, I don't think has that, well, I don't think I know, does not have the same leverage as TJ Watt when it comes to getting the money that he wants. He doesn't even have the same leverage that Minka Fitzpatrick has on getting what he just got as well. Um, Deontay Johnson needs to think really carefully about his actions. I think, I agree with uh, Dejan Kovacevic. I think that Deontay Johnson is absolutely delusional if he thinks he can strong arm the Steelers' management into giving him the deal that he wants and paying him 20 to 25 million uh, by holding in. That isn't going to happen. And it will end up, I think, with Deontay Johnson having to play on the last year of his rookie deal, which is worth just over 2 million. And him not getting in that new deal. And quite what happens after that, who knows. But that's that, that's my take on the situation, you know, after that tweet from Dejan Kovacevic. <clears throat> um, as well, apparently Chase Claypool has impressed in the slot. Chase Claypool is taking a number of snaps in the slot for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And if you think about it, Chase Claypool will be an absolute matchup nightmare if he is employed in that slot role for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is big, he is quick, he is strong, and, you know, he's not your archetypal slot receiver. Slot receivers are not usually built like Chase Claypool. They are not usually the same height, the same physical strength as a Chase Claypool. So having Chase Claypool in there at the um, slot receiver position is going to be really interesting in training camp to see how he gets on, to see what he does, what he brings to that position of slot receiver. Like I said, this guy is a big old unit. He's going to be a matchup nightmare. He is six foot four. He's 238 pounds. That's the exact, you know, thing, exact measurements. You know, a tight end cannot cover Claypool because he's just not as quick as Claypool. Yet Claypool has the strength and the and the speed to really exploit those those uh, linebackers. Most slot corners do not have the physical size or strength to deal with Chase Claypool. Therefore, he's going to be an absolute matchup nightmare this year. But like I said, he has impressed really, really well 
in training camp thus far. And I hope he goes on to continue to do that. You know, Chase Claypool is going into a contract year next year. And maybe, you know, just maybe if he, if he actually plays in the slot receiver position, he proves that he is indispensable and he is someone the Steelers need to hang on to, especially if no deal is done with Deontay Johnson. Now, moving on today, this morning in training camp, seven shots took place. And as always, there's a lot of interest around what happened in the seven shots drills. So apparently the seven shots drills were split between Mason Rudolph and uh, Kenny, uh, not Kenny Pickett, and Mitchell Trubisky. Kenny Pickett did not take part in the seven shots drills, which is about, in my opinion, is a bit of a mistake because I think, you know, long term, he is the future of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mason Rudolph is not. Um, and I think not to include him in any form of the seven shots drills is a little bit of a mistake. But in terms of, this, of those seven shots drills, what happened? Well, Mitchell Trubisky, like I said, had four um, of those seven seven shots drills. He uh, went three of four with three touchdown passes. Uh, touchdown passes that he threw were to Claypool, Miller, and Gentry. Again, that name Anthony Miller keeps coming up, doesn't it? That name Anthony Miller, uh, the ex-Chicago Bear, the ex-Chicago Bear slot receiver, apparently is linking up well with his previous quarterback, as he did in Chicago. Uh, Mason went one of three in the seven shots drill. Um, he threw one touchdown. Um, he had a breakup by Norwood as well. Trey Norwood continuing to impress and continue to work hard for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Justin Lane dropped a surefire interception. Justin Lane is someone who really has to think about that and think about really impressing during training camp, especially given the fact that obviously he has these rookies in Chris Steele and Carlins Patel uh, breathing down his neck. So, yeah, and I think this could be the year that we finally see the end of Justin Lane. He is not a third-round pick. He has not lived up to that promise as a third-round pick. So, for me, it may be time to move on from Justin Lane and allow Lane to move uh, move on somewhere else. You know, even James Pierre, perhaps, is just a practice squad guy this year. And Platel and Steele, or one of them, is given the opportunity to start and impress for the, well, not start, to give it a part, to play a part, shall we say, for the Pittsburgh Steelers this coming season. Um, you know, it, it is, it, it's interesting, isn't it, as well, that, you know, DeMonte Kazee has moved in to replace uh, the injured Minka Fitzpatrick, and apparently he's doing a very fine job. Anthony Miller, like I said, has had a number of uh, very good mentions that he is doing well, that he is playing up to standard, that he is trying his very hardest to get into this 53-man roster. You know, overall, we've got to be pleased, I think, with the first couple of days of training camp. You know, training camp has been has been a success so far. I think we've seen some positive things from a number of Pittsburgh Steelers players. You know, the likes of Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, um, also you know the likes of Chase Claypool, George Pickens, Calvin Austin III, Demarvin Leal. Another interesting story to emerge from Steelers training camp as well was the fact that of, that new uh, free agent signing Jeremy, Jeremy McNichols played a significant role on third down in practice yesterday. He caught some great screen passes and was able to fight fight for some extra yards. And that's the sort of thing you need from a third down back. Moreover, he apparently impressed in pass protection, which was something that his draft profile and also ESPN picked up already with him. And he really did apparently impress with that blocking. He 
Um, he, for the one sack apparently that was given away on Trubisky, he was not the man to blame. He held his block where someone else let down the line and allowed them to get to Trubisky and sack him. So, you know, on the whole, a very positive start for for um, McNichols. He is obviously someone the Pittsburgh Steelers need to step up there and I think could well be that second running back behind Najee Harris. After all, we're just looking for that second string running back who's going to, you know, put somewhere in the region of seven to ten carries in per game. Trading camp as well, you know, has featured a number of uh, other incident things like, for example, Devin Bush and Miles Jack being taken to the side and spoken to by my, uh, Brian Flores. Flores is having a great deal of input with, um, with, with Bush and Jack. He is working hard with them. He apparently took them off. So took them off to a field yesterday and did some individual talk and individual drills with them. Flores is very much a, it has to be 100% right. He's not someone who will settle for, it was a little bit right or it was it was okay. He is someone who has who has to have 100% correct, 100% spot on, 100% on it from all players. And that is a good thing to have that, that excellence, that striving for excellence that, that Brian Flores brings to our Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, guys, it's been eventful two days. But like so far, I think the big stars of training camp have been Calvin Austin III and George Pickens with the way they've played. Just their sheer talent, the way they've applied themselves and what they've shown in practice as well. They've really turned up and showed out those rookie skills that they have in practice. So, guys, what a two days it's been a training camp for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We look forward to day three. We look forward to the first padded practice. We look forward to Friday night lights as well. When that happens, we are really looking forward to everything to do with our Pittsburgh Steelers back at La Trobe, back at St. Vincent College. You know, going back to their roots, starting from their roots, you know, like they did in 69. This is the new, the new generation. This is a new team. This is a team that is evolving that is growing because of the fact that you know at the end of the day Ben Roethlisberger is gone and for the first time in 18 years they have a huge question over their um over their quarterback position which is something the Steelers haven't had since they drafted Ben in 2004. Guys that's the Britcast for today hope you've enjoyed this Britcast thank you so much for listening thank you so much for watching um, if you haven't, if you've listened on Spotify or on Anchor, thank you. If you've watched on YouTube, thank you so much. Guys, if you're on YouTube and watching this, drop me a comment below. Let me know what you think of the first few days of training camp. Who has stood out for you? Who has been in the most impressive for you? And guys, if you're listening on Spotify or, and or Anchor, thank you so much. Give me a go and give me a rating, please. Uh, click on that rating button and hit that five-star rating for Brit the Britsburg and Britcast. Thank you so much, guys, for all your support. We are currently sitting at a grand total of 463 subs, I think it is. So my target, guys, my target is by the start of the season, I want to be hitting somewhere in the region of a grand total. Let me just double-check my, my, my subs. Yeah, so we're sitting on 463, actually, 463. So my aim, guys, is to be at around about 800 subs by the start of the new season on September the 11th against those Cincinnati Bengals. So, guys, if you're watching this and you haven't yet subscribed, hit that subscribe button. Come and join the Britsburg family. And, you know, come and make sure you don't miss out on any of the content or any of the tape from the UK on our Pittsburgh Steelers. 
Guys, I hope you've enjoyed those snippets of information about training camp. Um, I get them a lot by, you know, watching videos, by looking at Twitter, by listening to, you know, those who are there. It's great to, you know, it really is a, a special time, isn't it? That first training camp back at La Trobe and the fact that Steelers are back playing football, if only in training camp, ahead of the start of the new season in August when the preseason starts and then the start of the season for real on the 11th of September. So, guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Here we go, Steelers. Come on! <laughs>